When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. There is a very good case to be made that Shohei Otani is coming off the greatest month in Major League Baseball history. Otani with his Major League leading 30th home run of the season. The floor for Shohei Otani's free agency is going to start at $500 million. He's also going to want to win, and that's why these next few months for the Angels are critical if they're going to have any chance to keep him. Either you trade him and get something, or you let him go and get a mediocre draft pick. That voice you heard there is, or at least one of them, talking about Shohei Otani is our wonderful ESPN Baseball Insider, Jeff Passan. And I'm in the studios here in Bristol here, hosting Candy and Carl on ESPN Radio, which is presented by Progressive Insurance alongside Courtney Cronin on Michael Rothstein. And there is seven Jeff Passans on the TVs right now. So, Courtney, you've been in here. You know how like there are TVs that line the studio? All of them, All of them are on ESPN right now, and each one of them has Jeff Passan's face on it. <laughs> Uh, and, and I went to college with Jeff. He's one of my close friends. We, we graduated together. If you listened to the show yesterday, you heard him give an eight minute, uh, explanation of a prank he pulled on me about 15 years ago. So this is, this is like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, the one thing I always, I always complain to Freddie, uh, Freddie Coleman about this when I'm hosting with him on Freddie and Fitzsimmons at nighttime. Like he's got in studio, 10 or 12 monitors so he can watch every Major League Baseball game in the summertime that's going on at a given moment. And I've only got my one TV here, so I'm constantly flipping in between, trying to get games up on my computer, using my phone. I do envy those who get to actually go into the studio because you just you can see more. You can you feel like you're in an actual radio studio because you are. Um, but yeah, seeing 15 passants, that, uh, that would probably give me nightmares if I was you. Uh, on so many levels, Courtney. Yeah, it's pretty good watching a little day baseball. Blue Jays, White oh, Sox Oh, NBD, right some day baseball. Yeah. yeah, I totally get that. Well, look at Eric Hanneman throwing the flex down on, on both of us because th- this is like a special treat for me being able to do this here. I already watched the Tigers beat the A's. We watched the Cubs lose to the Brewers. It's been it's been a good day. Eric, don't you have a play of the night to prepare for here at six forty five? Just just throwing Maybe. it out there. Okay, just let's make sure you get a winner since you're being distracted watching some day baseball, man. I'm studying for future <laughs> plays of the night. How about that? Fair, fair enough. But you know, one of the things that you probably wouldn't want to make a play on right now, Courtney, or at least Eric wouldn't want to make the play on, is the Angels because the Angels are a mess. Right, Courtney? I mean, like, Mike Trout progressing well, in quotes, after left wrist surgery. Phil Nevin said that Trout was feeling, quote, unquote, great after the surgery. Like, that. there's that. Anthony Rendon's hurt again, which is a kind of sight feature, I guess, for him with the Angels, unfortunately, as he hasn't played more than 58 games in a season since going to the Angels. And then there, of course, is Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani not necessarily hurt Courtney, although he did have a blister, but he came back. But the question is if he's going to be there next month. I mean, what, what, where do we put this right now in terms of what might happen with Shohei Otani? 
It's the biggest what if in baseball. Do the Angels look at their record right now at 45 and 44, four games out of the third spot for the wild card in the American League? Do they look at that and say, we can try. We can try without Mike Trout for four to eight weeks. We can try with Shohei Otani coming back. Hopefully this finger blister nail issue won't hinder him after the All-Star game. They have 44% of their 44-man roster, 40-man roster injured right now. 44% of their 40-man payroll. That's like hundreds of millions of dollars for guys who are not playing for you currently. And, of course, we know that with Mike Trout's injury history, he's probably going to be out a while. And I think it's great to hear he's progressing quickly. I mean, he had surgery yesterday. I don't know how they were able to determine how well he's doing when he's probably not going to be able to utilize that wrist hand for a while. I think that they've got a really tough decision on their hands. Trade deadlines in a month. They need to take a look at long-term in six months. Is Shohei Otani the prize-free agent walking for free from the Los Angeles Angels, or do they decide to trade him now and at least cash in on his value? Because it would be catastrophic if they end up losing all of these games and lose Shohei Otani anyways to not get anything for him in return. That is the sign of a poorly managed franchise, a team that has not won since he and Mike Trout began getting paired together in 2018. It's a tough decision. You don't want to be the general manager in Perry Menagian or the owner in Artie Moreno, the people who traded away Shohei Otani, and he ends up going to do amazing things, which he will somewhere else when you could have had that. But they've seen this song and dance for a long time. This roster is currently constructed, and given the circumstances of Shohei Otani's free agency, it's probably not wise to keep trying to force this thing through when it's just not happening with the roster as constructed. And go ahead and just take, you know, bite the bullet right now and hope that you can get as much as possible for Otani. No, yeah, like the, the thing with this, right, is there's the question of whether Otani wants to be there too. Like, I think that's question one you need to get answered if you are the angels. And then from there, you can really make the decision because if you do pay Otani, you've got Otani and trout. And depending on what that looks like, you're maybe talking about $900 million or more in terms of two players. And it's just to give you an idea of the differing of opinion here, right? John Smoltz, hall of fame pitcher. He was on ESPN radio. And here's what he had to say about Shohei Otani. Everything logically, Mike, says trade him, but this is not a decision that's going to be logically motivated. It's an extremely emotional one for the Angels organization, for Artie Moreno, for Perry Manassian, the general manager, and uh, I think in the end he probably does not get moved. That, of course, actually was ESPN's Major League Baseball insider Jeff Passan. He was on Candy and Carlin with us yesterday. This is now John Smoltz, the Hall of Fame pitcher on ESPN Radio, offering a different opinion. You know, I don't know what they're going to say publicly, but internally I would be looking at every channel and fielding every question. I mean, if you don't think you can re-sign him, which seems to be the narrative, now is it. I mean, the only way you change your franchise, if you're not going to re-sign Shohei Otani, you're going to get nothing in return. But if this team that you're trading them to potentially has the inside track to re-signing them or wanting to, then you're able to get more for this kind of player. We're talking five to six players for one guy. Yeah, that's the thing. It's To me, it comes down to what's the haul the Angels can get. If they can get two major league players, three major league players, young guys, and 
some prospects, and maybe a couple of high draft picks, then then you do it. If you can't get that, I don't know. If if I'm the Angels, I, I roll with it. They can get that. That's what they know. Because no team is going to come in here and say, here's a short change offer. We're going to short change you on this offer for Shohei Otani. The only problem is it's a short-term rental. But the caveat of that is, let's say you're the Los Angeles Dodgers and you love spending money. You're going to go all in to try to win a World Series. You go get Shohei. You win with him. He's going to want to resign there in free agency. I don't know if he's going to want to go to the East Coast. I think he likes it in Los Angeles. And for him, the priority has been, he said this during the World Baseball Classic and he said it previously, he wants to go to a place where he can contend for a championship. The Angels have not given him that path, Mike, and you can't blame him for wanting to leave. I don't think Angels fans, all five of them, I don't think that they can <laughs> do that either because they know that this is a once, like, this is a true once in a generation talent. Let's stop throwing that stupid phrase around, generational talent, you know, franchise, alter, whatever it is. We have actually seen it with show Otani because what he's doing, we haven't seen more or less since Babe Ruth's days of playing baseball. You have to treat that as a special case scenario and think all too well that if you don't end up getting the most value, and you know you can. It's all prospects. You can get, you know, the Yankees might be in on this. The Texas Rangers are a team that's been rumored to potentially want to make a big move before the deadline. And, and same thing with the Dodgers. You go ahead, you win with Shohei if you're one of these teams that want to acquire him, and then you're set up for free agency. You can retain him there. He might want to test the waters, but if all goes according to plan and he's on a team that's actually winning and winning championships or at least contending for them, he's probably going to want to stay there. Probably. There's this other piece, too, and and I'll I'll be honest. I don't know if you can do this in baseball. We've seen where it can potentially happen in other sports. We've seen it happen occasionally in the NFL. It is also possible if the Angels decide, yes, we want to move Shohei Otani, they can grant potential. Again, I don't know. This happens in other sports, but they may be able to grant Otani's representatives a time to negotiate to see if they can work out a long term deal. So then you know you're trading for him and you know you're going to have him for the next decade. And then that can all of a sudden jump the price up for him a lot. Because if you know you can do that. Now, I I will full, wholly, full wholeheartedly admit I am not sure whether that is allowed in baseball or not. I know it is allowed in some other sports because we have seen it in the past. And you know, don't think that when a guy gets traded and magically he signs a contract a day later, that, that conversation hasn't happened before. I, it's a fascinating conversation and one that over the next three, four weeks, I mean, I imagine for the All-Star break, it's going to be the topic of conversation, Courtney, without question. Candy and Carlos presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends, too, with pet health insurance. We want to try our hardest to keep this core of guys together. Look what they did. Gabe Vincent, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, Torian Prince. Also improve around the edges and on the margins to not only get back to where we were last year, but hopefully take the next step. They could not have drawn up a free agency that broke better for them. I thought they'd been terrific. I would give them an A. And We're going to try our best to stay in that pack or at the head of that pack. This is Kenny Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. As always, presented by Progressive Insurance. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're in for Canty and Carlin today. And Courtney, when we talk about the NBA over the last, what, two decades now, all roads lead one place. 
and it leads to the king. It leads to LeBron James. And right now, the question is, is this it for LeBron James with the Lakers? We don't know the answer to that question. It might depend whether or not Bronny James ends up leaving USC after one year, whether they want to play together, whether any of those things are possibilities, because we don't know if that would be a possibility with the Lakers, and it's possible LeBron leaves after the season, at least the Lakers. So you would think they would go all in. We've seen the moves they've made. You know, they bring back Austin Reeves, they bring back Rory Hachimura, they bring guys in like Gabe Vincent, Cam Reddish. Did they do enough to make them a threat in the West, or is it still the Nuggets and maybe the Suns and maybe, I believe, the Kings, and, and then who knows? I think they did a really good job during free agency because they didn't do what they always do, which is star chase. They didn't go get Fred Van Vliet. They didn't go after Kyrie Irving and overpay like the Mavs did. They made very thoughtful, calculated moves in free agency, and it led to them prioritizing their young stars or young players who could turn into stars. Let's call it that with Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves. I like the depth that they got with Jackson Hayes, Cam Reddish. Some people are going to say, well, those other teams that these guys were on, they gave up on them. Why is it going to be any different in Los Angeles? The Jackson Hayes deal, I think, is one of the more underrated, low-risk, high-reward moves because Anthony Davis, as we know, has dealt with injuries. So having somebody who can be your backup center, who you look at as somebody you can develop over time and, and he can fill that role, that's huge. And then on top of that, we know D'Angelo Russell has had some shot-making issues in the postseason. Good regular season player, good playmaker for others, but his extension is is, again, a short-term deal that they can get out of at the trade deadline if they need to. They can move on from him. And I like that they prioritize getting sharpshooters who play above-average defense with Torian Prince and Gabe Vincent. I like it. I thought that they did a good job because they did something so abnormal for them, which is to stay the course. And when you have LeBron entering his last season, more than likely in Los Angeles, it's... It doesn't seem sexy enough. There isn't a big name where you where you look at the core of LeBron and AD and say, man, I hope that other player can help be the third star to carry this team. But think about it. They were 19-8 and eight after the deadline, after they reworked their roster. Imagine if you have a whole offseason with this group that took you to the Western Conference Finals, Mike. Imagine if you have a whole offseason to plan, and if it doesn't go according to plan, you just end up making big trades and big moves at the deadline again. That, that is part of this. My concern is, you mentioned obviously injury history when we're talking about Anthony Davis. There's also an injury history when we're talking about LeBron. There's load management with both of those guys. I would have liked to see them bring in a third high-level scorer. And maybe Austin Reeves can be that guy. It is possible. He's young enough at age 25. My, my issue is that because of what we know about LeBron and Anthony Davis. I, what they did for the future of their franchise was very smart. Because they kept all of their depth, and now that can be attractive to free agents if LeBron leaves because you know you have everything else in place for that kind of depth core of like four through nine on your roster, more or less. I I just worry that they didn't go all in enough in trying to win a title in what we know, or not we don't know, but many assume or think it might be LeBron James's last year with the Lakers, in part because the Nuggets are still really good and have a young core. The Suns added Bradley Beal. The Kings, people are sleeping on the Kings, in my opinion, because now they have playoff experience, too. And the Warriors, they're still the Warriors. They still, As long as they have Steph, they're going to be real good. 
I just don't know if they did enough to put themselves anywhere beyond like third in that conversation. And that's fine for right now. We'll see what happens with Denver. I know some people are critical. They didn't do enough. They end up losing Bruce Brown during uh, the free agency. They're still the team to beat. The Suns finally replenished their depth, getting Eric Gordon and some other pieces. I thought it was good. But you're right. Like You're crazy if you think the Lakers could be anything more than like third or fourth at best when you take a look at the other other two teams in the Western Conference that have clearly an upgrade in talent across the board. Golden State, I'm not ruling out either. I got crucified the other day when I said that Steph, Clay, and Draymond are still the best big three in the NBA. Did, did Clay fall off in the Lakers series? He absolutely did. Did this core, though, just win a championship 13 months ago? Absolutely, they did. The Western Conference is hard. In these last two years, it has felt more wide open than ever before. Like, usually we say that about the Eastern Conference. Now it's the Western Conference, and I think the Lakers have a good chance to run this thing back, to get back where they were when you're thinking about health and LeBron and his foot and all of the other things that have held this team up. They still got to the Western Conference Finals in spite of that. Imagine if things go according to plan and they're in a good spot and there's no health issues or at least minimal health issues. And you have this roster that was together for three months. Now you have them for six months to, to get together before the start of the regular season. Well, I, I want to go back to one thing. You said you got crucified for your, your Golden State Warriors opinion. You, you think they're better than the Suns' big three right now of Durant, Booker, and Beal? You can put them up to uh, up against each other and find flaws and find strengths. I think Steph is still the greatest shooter in the game. And yes, Klay Thompson has struggled. Draymond Green, he's back with the Warriors, four years, $100 million. I still like this core as is. I think that until, until you truly see them truly fall off, which means not make the postseason, which means get you know, worked by teams like the Kings, like teams like the the younger teams, because that's the thing. You brought up the Kings, and that's very smart, because what about Memphis? All of these younger teams, too, that are going to be coming up when these aging teams, like the Suns, like the Lakers, like the Warriors, get it phased out. Until you phase the Warriors out, who am I to say that that, best, that three isn't the best big three in the NBA? You can put it up there with the, with the Phoenix Suns. You can put it up there, certainly, with what Denver has, which feels more like a big two than a big three. Um, because, I mean, I, I'm including Eric Gordon in that big three, which some people would say is probably a little bit of recency bias. That's fine. They still won a title. Call me when your team wins a title. Um but I, I'm okay with it because it's an opinion that's rooted in the fact that this group just won a championship 13 months ago. They have one of the best defensive players of our generation back up with them for four years, $100 million, and they have Stephen Curry, who's the greatest shooter in the game. If Clay can work out whatever he was going through during the Lakers series where he fell off, then who's to say that that group isn't contending for a championship along with those top four or five teams that we had mentioned? I'm not saying they can't contend. I just, I to me... I'm not sold that Draymond's still the same player he was. Uh, I'm just not there. He He's making a lot of... T- I, I joked during the playoffs, he felt like he was a walking technical foul almost. And I realized part of his allure and, and part of how he fits in Golden State is he's kind of the agitator. He's maybe the agitator du jour in the NBA. But I, I just really struggle. I, I feel like he's dropped off a little bit. We know, we've know we seen Clay drop off a little bit too. And Steph has inju- has some injuries. I'm not saying they're not still incredibly good but what phoenix did 
to me, really stood out as the team that kind of is saying, if you're going to look at a big three, that that's kind of, I think, where it is. Coming up next, we're getting back to ESPN Radio. Rank them, which means the NFL. We're going to get to Courtney Cronin's top five NFL coaches that are on the hot seat. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. So badly want to bring Super Bowl here to Buffalo. Herbert rolling right, throws, touchdown! To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five coaches on the hot seat. Whenever I hear that Josh Allen clip, by the way, I always think, well, what if he said, I don't I don't really care whether I bring a Super Bowl to Buffalo? I just always hear that. I'm like, of course he's going to say that. Of course he's going to say that. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series 6M Channel 80. Alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Michael Rothstein. And you hear that music. It's the NFL music. You're so familiar with it, which means one thing. It's ESPN Radio Ranking Times. Courtney, take it away. Your top five NFL coaches on the hot seat. Number right. five. Ron Rivera. I look at this situation in Washington, and I am feeling pretty pressed for time. Because new ownership's taken over with Josh Harris, that's going to happen and get finalized at some point this season, or at some point this offseason. No time to waste. And, and look, Ron Rivera did an awesome job last season, Mike, keeping the focus on the football game and the product itself. All of the shenanigans of Daniel Snyder, the outside noise, is the team getting sold? Is it not? Are there more allegations of workplace misconduct coming out? We were talking about football. 
and a team that was on the cusp of making the postseason and making a push at the right time. So Ron Rivera is a good coach. I just think the circumstances here, if they don't win and they've got Sam Howell at quarterback, might lead him to be feeling some pressure when it comes to job security in Washington. Number four. Number four. All right. Number four for me is Mike McCarthy. So he's in a spot right now where we have no more excuses. Dak Prescott is your quarterback. They paid him a lot of money. He is your quarterback. You have a new offensive coordinator this year. And, oh, by the way, you wrestled back the play-calling duties for yourself. Kellen Moore, no longer the scapegoat. So if we see any stupid formations like we saw during the divisional playoff game on the final freaking play, Mike, where you've got Ezekiel Elliott snapping Dak Prescott the ball and you're like having the offense move in slow motion, then, then he's out of a job. Look, Mike McCarthy is a good coach. He always gets the short end of the stick because Jerry Jones, as much as he claims he's loyal to him, always has little barbs that he, like, launches at him. And we're like, oh, well, you know, Dan Dan Quinn, I didn't want him to get away to go to Denver two years ago. Maybe he might be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. He's always dangling that out there. So Mike McCarthy, probably in any year, would be a hot seat candidate just because of the situation in Dallas, but this year more than any other. The excuses are gone because the excuses went over to the Los Angeles Chargers, and it's now the offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert. Number three. Speaking of the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm not getting to that one just yet, but speaking of them, you know, at number three, I will go Kevin Stefanski because... To really no fault of his own, I think he's a very good play caller. I think this team has gotten progressively worse since they had their great season in the COVID year where they went to the playoffs and they won a game in the postseason. They've got to produce with Deshaun Watson. There are too many dollars tied up in his contract where if they don't win, then Stefanski, coaching staff, they're all looking for new jobs. And it even could affect the front office, too. I mean, we saw last year they end up starting to make some changes with the coaching staff. You only get so many years with the staff when you have a quarterback who has been paid a guaranteed $230 million over five years. This is year two with Deshaun Watson. you got to make it something happen that in a very crowded division is going to be difficult to do. But Stefanski, like a hot seat, it's not the hottest, it's not flaming, but it's definitely warm. Number two. I've got Josh McDaniels in this spot. Look, like, I know what you said, and I agree with it. History repeats itself. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. He showed us who he was as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Not a very good head coach. He has tried to make this list, or this this Patriots of the West, more or less, a thing. He brought Dave Ziegler over from the Patriots with him. Now he's in, they're, they're both part of this Vegas Raiders team. That's trying to get this group off the ground after a disastrous start last year. If you parted ways with Derek Carr and treated Derek Carr the way that you did on the way out, and it doesn't work out with Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's injury concerns or whatever else, then you have a lot of egg on your face. And the only reason I think he wasn't on the hot seat last year is because he had just gotten there. We only saw you know, the situation with Nathaniel Hackett that was deserved. Josh McDaniels probably had the contract not been so difficult for uh, the Raiders to get out of. He probably was out of a job last year. But if this season goes south, he's looking for a new job. Maybe he's going back to New England. Number one. 
This is obvious if you watch the AFC wildcard game between the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know that Brandon Staley couldn't preserve a lead to save his life. It's not the first time that that's happened. It's more than that, though. It's the fourth quarter baffling decisions to always freaking go for it when sometimes you need to play it a little bit safer. Clock decisions. You know, just situational football. And you've got a quarterback in Justin Herbert who's got to develop now. You're about to give him this big extension whenever it comes down. You have a quarterback you cannot fail with. If you are Brandon Staley, who, again, contractually, a lot was tied up in him. He should have been left in Jacksonville after that game happened. He's looking for a new job if this season does not pan out. So from 5-1, to to Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy, Kevin Stefanski, Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley. That is the Courtney Cronin Top 5 NFL Coaches on the Hot Seat list here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Michael Rothstein. She's Courtney Cronin. My list, just to recap, I had Brandon Staley at number 5, Kevin Stefanski at number 4, Todd Bowles at number 3, Josh McDaniels at number 2, Mike McCarthy at number 1. We disagreed on on one coach, and that was you had Ron Rivera, I had Todd Bowles. Did you just not consider? I'm just curious because, like we talked about, Rivera to me was kind of sitting there in that like six, seven, eight range, especially because of the quarterback situation and the ownership. Although I think there's a chance Josh Harris might be like, you know what? You are such a respected head coach. We're going to give you a year because I need to figure out the lay of the land. Was Todd Bowles in consideration for you, or, or where did he sit? He was. He's in that second year territory, though. After, you know, the way that last season went, their fall guy was Byron Leftwich. And that's fine. But now the pressure on Todd Bowles is to take this team through a rebuild. And Tampa knows it's rebuilding. Tampa knows that this is probably going to be a year that's eight and nine at best. Maybe they're one of the worst five worst teams in the NFL. I believe when we did the show the other day, you had them on your list pretty pretty low, like or pretty high. On the Bucks, the, yeah. Yeah, you had them like two as uh, among your top five teams that you expect to struggle this year and I think knowing that that's where my brain went that I, I give Todd Bowles not saying we're like punting on this season for him he's got a still got a coach team still got to look better than it did last year I just think that you can look at other areas and know that the drop-off because I'm not having Bruce Arians there had a lot more to do with the offensive side of the ball than it did Todd Bowles, who, yes, he's a head coach, but he's your defensive mind. The, the counter I would have to that, Courtney, is this. We talked about Josh McDaniels and how the first time around it went so poorly and you know sometimes listen when you see what they look like. Here was what Todd Bowles did when he was the full-time head coach with the Jets. First year, 10-6 in 2015. 5-11, 5-11, 4-12. Second, last, last, last. The only reason he made the playoffs last year is because he was in a... Woe be gone. We're not even bad. Woe be gone. Awful. Atrocious. Pick your adjective. NFC South that I am forced to watch every week at eight and nine. And you can argue that they got real lucky that they were there. I just, I feel like if you were Tampa and it's not what you see this year, you're walking away and blowing it all up because you get a new quarterback and you bring in a new coach, an offensive minded coach to, to groom that quarterback along with him. That's just what I would do if I were Tampa Bay. Coming up, the play of the night, plus an AAU coach upset with LeBron James. Wait, what? Why? Why would that happen? And a potential last ride for this golfer. That's Kenny Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? 
It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, alongside Courtney Cronin. I'm Michael Ralston. We're in for the guys today. And, you know, Courtney, I, I don't have any of those things that were mentioned in the open there. Uh, I can't taste money. Copper tastes weird to me. And that's really all I can afford is pennies. And, you know, I, I can't smell much these days because of allergies. So we're going to go to Eric Hanneman, who has a bunch of wealth and a bunch of money, which are the same thing, to give us the play of the night. Yeah, well, you know what I do have, Michael? I got a belly full of the cookies that you brought, and so we'll see if that brings some luck into the bet tonight. Yesterday's bet, two for three. Yankees kind of blew it for, for me and, and us as a, as a show here, but we'll start with the Yankee game tonight. Kyle Bradish is on a roll for the Baltimore Orioles, so I'm kind of going reverse psychology here. I'm going to say he's over 17.5 outs tonight, which means that's six innings pitched. He's had uh, six innings pitched or more in three of his last four starts, so I'm starting there. Cleveland plays the... Kansas City Royals tonight. I'm going with the Guardians' money line here. Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Royals. A 6.8 ERA, something like that. He's been horrible all season. I'm going with the Guardians. And then last but not least, Nasty Nate Evaldi on the mound. Shout out to our guy, Ryan Matlack. He told me he bet the over on a Nasty Nate twice. at five, Over 5.5. He got 5 twice in a row. Today, it's 4.5. So I'm hammering Nate Evaldi over 4.5 strikeouts. That's plus... 333 on the odds. It's not the juiciest, but it'll make you some money. That's what it's all about Nasty here. Nate. I like Nasty Nate. That's a great it's nickname. An interesting name. That's a great nickname. Yeah, it's one year with the Yankees. That's what us Yankee fans used to call them. Well, is that a positive or negative connotation? No, positive. Okay, just positive. Yeah, yeah, he's nasty. That curve. Mm. Yeah, I'm just and checking then he out. won a World Series with the Red Sox with it. So, hey, you know, and, and I'm sure as a Yankee fan that just hurt you to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. And with that, it means it's time for three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Courtney, I've never understood this. People seem to get mad. At LeBron James for the the oddest of things, like all the time, I feel like he's a magnet of madness in a lot of ways. But this one to me seems a little bit wild. So if you didn't know this, LeBron James has been helping to coach 
his son's team. Not Bronny, but Bryce, his younger son. And a guy named John Roby, who goes by Coach John Roby, tweeted this. At NCAA, I'm gonna, G-U-N-A, take a wild guess and say at King James does not have his at USA Basketball Gold license. How is he able to coach on the sidelines? Do we not hold everyone, all caps, to the same standard or are some people just above your guidelines? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Now, to be clear, it's unclear, Courtney, if LeBron James actually has his gold license to coach, but wouldn't you say that, oh, I don't know, his career as one of the top three players in NBA history should supersede any sort of license he needs? I think that there needs to be an exception to the rule. I get it. Like, I used to cover recruiting. I've been to Peach Jam. I've been to a bunch of events on the EYBL circuit, which is Nike's grassroots program. You don't want any Jamoke coaching. You know, the guys, the coaches who, like, have their Bluetooth in their ear when they're in the middle of coaching, a you know, a 15U game. You don't want those people out there. I understand why the USA in USA basketball has a, a big they're they're partnered with Nike. Like they have a lot of influence in this. So I can absolutely appreciate that coaches need to have this quote unquote gold license to coach at Peach Jam. Peach Jam is great. It's great exposure. You have hundreds of college coaches, assistants, head coaches, what have you, there to watch these tournaments that happen over the course of this week. LeBron James, and he brought Rajon Rondo with him to coach Bronny J- Bryce James's team. I think it's fine. I have no issue with this. Usually, like, I think that everybody's got to fall in line. But good Lord, this is LeBron James. Like, let it go. No, we all, uh, yeah. That's pretty freaking cool that LeBron yeah. is coaching his son's team at Peach Jam in the middle of the summer. LeBron just pops in. That's awesome. Not only that, if you are an opponent of LeBron, of Bryce, of Bryce James's team, and you are a 14, 15, 16-year-old kid, aren't you like, I'm playing against LeBron James? That's pretty cool. I'm going to get a picture with him after the game. Like to, And that's going to bring more attention from coaches, to your point. Well, stop complaining, John Roby. Get get over it. Get over yourself. And this coach too, like it's like LeBron is a, could very well be a great coach. He might not be. Your players still have to go out and play. LeBron James and this team that Bryce is on, those players still have to go out and play. Yeah, no, without question. So from one legend to another, because for a long time, Michelle Wee West was the name in women's golf. That was who you knew. There's been books written about her. She was a phenom. And this week is her last go-round, or so she says, in professional golf, at least high-level competitive golf. Uh, And based off of how she played today, she shot seven over par. Tomorrow might be her last go-round. So I'm just bringing this up because Michelle Wee West is an awesome golfer, and if you want to see her play one last time, you should probably watch the U.S. Open tomorrow. Looking forward to it. That, that's my plan, Courtney. I, at least part of it. I'm going to get it on one of these TVs here in the ESPN <laughs> Bristol studios. Uh, and, and that's what we're going to do. This has been it for us. It's been a blast being with Courtney here on the show. Coming up next, Joe and Amber. This is being Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.